0: Welcome to another installment of Chocolate Chat. My name is Chocolate Yoda, spelled Y-O-D-D-A-H, because film studios are litigious. And with me today is Coach Keisha Woods, also known as Coach K. Woods. So uh, I saw you online. I caught a few of your videos. The reason that I wanted to talk to you is that uh, your content, in my opinion, is unusual, right? In that, now, and, and. I'm going to go on a long exposition before you even introduce yourself. But (laughs) uh, when men are sitting around talking about women, one of the most consistent complaints is like, why can't she ever take responsibility? Why can't she ever admit that she's wrong? You know, and I see that a few of your videos, that's the theme. It's all about taking personal responsibility. So now please introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about what you do and then we'll get into it.
1: Yes, yes. My name again. Thank you so much much for having me here. Um, I am Keisha with Upgraded Mindsets is my coaching and consulting business. Um, I am a mindset empowerment as well as entrepreneurial planning coach for women. Um, I pretty much help us get out of our self-limited beliefs um, that have us stuck thinking that we're all supposed to live the system standard life. Um, I totally believe in living according to our own values Um, being unapologetic, and being confident in our day-to-day life, and doing that requires us to take accountability for our own lives, and I used to be a woman who deflected a lot of things, um, put everybody's needs ahead of my own, and would deflect on it, but now I am someone who takes full responsibility and accountability, and I want to help others. Other women do the same because with doing that you get peace, you get clarity, and you're able to make logic decisions to really help us move forward in our lives. So I'm super excited to, you know, bring that to my platform.
0: Excellent, excellent. So there's a couple of things that stood out for me. Um, number one, I'd like to hear what brought you to the the conclusions that you've reached in terms of, you know taking responsibility and accountability. And also you said uh, something about not living the systemic life or the system Mm -hmm. life. That's something that I talk about a lot. I think, I think we're on the same page on that. So I'd love for you to talk more about that, but let, Let's start with the the genesis, the origin story. How, how did you get to the point where you said, hey, I, I have to, if my life is going to improve, I have to take responsibility?
1: Um, it, honestly, the beginning of COVID kind of was a breaking point for me. Um, I was a people pleaser. Um, you know, I used to live the, with the mindset of if I did everything else for others, I would get my blessings um, that way. And unfortunately, living that way really caused me to forget about me. And therefore, when it was time to do for me, I was completely empty. And that built a lot of frustration up with me. I would do for others, but I would be so upset about doing for others. Um, And the beginning of COVID kind of was a breaking point because we were just so uncertain about so many things. Um, You know, we we really didn't know what was going on. So it was like, oh, okay, now there's another level of uncertainty and a, a level that I actually don't think I can handle. Um, I actually was coming into, um, kind of a mental breakdown, so to speak, um, just kind of cracking at the seams. Um, I say that we hold hold things in for so long, eventually you'll crack. And I was at that point. Um, you know, so I took a detox from social media in April of 2020 at the heightened, when we knew nothing about what was going on, I had to step back from everything. And I began journaling my transformation. And, um, the 30 days of transformation is actually something that will be published later on this year, but it was my breaking point and it was my whole new journey and it's just gone from there. So in the midst of me creating my new life and new reality of greater mindsets was created during that time. And it's just kind of been, um, a journey <laughs> with that as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I really had to put in the work to unlearn situations, you know, learn things how I wanted them to be. Um, I never was a person that didn't speak her mind, but I spoke from a place of anger before I spoke from a place of frustration. And now I speak from a place of clarity, of space of knowledge um, and it just really is a fulfilling thing to be able to give back, you know, tools for other women like me who have been mentally frustrated for years, who have suppressed a lot of emotions to just keep living day to day. It was it's really fulfilling for me to be able to give back, you know, some tips and tools to make life a little easier for some
0: women. So, yeah, that's great. I mean, um, I I am. Um in a way sort of a natural born coach in, in that when I was 12 years old, other 12 year olds were coming to me for advice for some reason. (laughs) And I never really understood Mm -hmm. it, but it was just how it was. And I have a, I have a natural inclination to that. And so I, for me, there's really nothing more fulfilling that I can do as a human being than to contribute positively to somebody's life, you know, and it's, uh, and you know, I'd love to make money in coaching one day, um, but if I never do, that'll be okay, because it really is my life's purpose. So I, I relate to what you're saying, and you mentioned uncertainty. Um, you know, when you go through the 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 six human needs, uh, the first one is certainty, and interestingly enough, the second one is uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And uh, however, when it comes to uncertainty, uh, too much of it yeah. is a problem, right? And uh, when, when COVID hit, we saw people just lose their minds, Uh, you know, punching old ladies in the face for toilet paper for reasons that nobody can explain, (laughs) you know, your home, if you run out of toilet paper, it's not going to be a problem, (laughs) but yeah, but I mean, you know, it's interesting where uh, I think, I think it was Lincoln or someone said something about, you know, judging a person in adversity. Mm -hmm right? Like that's where you get to know the real person. Um, Martin Luther King might've said something like that too. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. Martin Luther King Jr. And I, and I believe that I I believe that uh, on the micro level and on the macro level, like I think when we look at what some individuals did during COVID, um, it's one thing, but then when we look at the whole society, you know, we we failed the test. <laughs> we, we didn't do we didn't do a good job of rowing in the same direction and and trying to get this done, and we're still dealing with it. and And it looks like we're going to have another surge this summer. But recorded spring twenty twenty two, you know that that's that that's that's a whole nother discussion. Yeah. But uh, you had mentioned uh, the the second part of my uh, question was. Regarding living the, the prescribed life, the, the systemic life, um, I'm very interested in this idea. So tell me what your orientation to that idea so
1: is. So I have pretty much adapted the mindset of an unapologetic all around. Um, I am living my truth wholly and completely, and that involves sacrificing whatever is not for me. Um, even things that I have probably had in my life for years, um, I have become open-minded enough to be able to cut it off. If it's not for me, um, I feel like a lot of us, um, women, especially, um, we go off of somebody else's values. And when we do that, the struggle comes in and that's when we get frustrated because we're not living our own life. We are living according to what we see on social media. We are living according to what a song is saying, you know, and that to me is system standard. Why do I want to live how everybody else is living when when I try to do it? It's a struggle for me. I'm clearly frustrated when that is how. I'm supposed to be doing it. But when I really dug into myself and gathered my own values and aligned myself to follow my values, then I got the peace and the clarity that I needed. And the way that I talk, the way that I I speak um, is not system standard. Um, I am completely unapologetic in my words. Um, I'm not, I don't sugarcoat. And I feel like a lot of society wants us to sugarcoat, coddle and baby. And I'm, I'm just not that coach you know so when i say um you know i'm not system standard i'm not the one that's going to stroke your ego and make you feel good because that's what you need at that time i'm going to hold you accountable 120 percent of the time whether it hurts at that particular moment or not i'm going to help you apply the logic to the situation instead of thinking with your emotions which is what has you stuck in the first place so when i say you know non-system standard I'm not living according to anyone else's means. I'm living according to my own, and I don't see that a lot as much right. anymore, you know?
0: Right. Um I I believe the way Shakespeare said it uh through uh through the play Hamlet was to thine own self be true. Right? And I find it interesting. Excuse me while well, a hair. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> An errant hair just remember. <laughs> um I I find it interesting where when people reference uh, society for their behavior, you know, it's the norm. It's what people mm-hmm. do. It's what's expected. And I happen to agree with everything you said. I, I think I approach it from a slightly different perspective in that, um, yes, I, I want to be true to myself. And my main reason for that is, when I look at society, as I alluded to earlier, in terms of the behavior during COVID, I see a dysfunctional okay. society. So why would I want to pattern my behavior after a dysfunctional That's society? Hard.
1: <laughs> and people don't get that <laughs> you know, part. Like, why are you reverting to what you clearly know is causing havoc in our communities and causing yeah. havoc in your own life? Why are you still defaulting to that every single day?
0: Yeah. And I and I see that as a, a certain level of laziness yeah. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it's easy to go by the established template, right? Like uh, parenting is a good example of that, where most people just do what their parents mm-hmm. did, right? But now in my case, I was dissatisfied with that idea, so I had to come up with something on my own. Now, that was harder. It was much harder because yeah. I was flying without a net. I, I didn't have a template to go by, at least a template that was acceptable to me. So I had to say, okay, how do I do this? And what I figured out basically was, well, what would I have wanted when I was this age? You know, like as my son got older, every, every time I had to deal with something, it was, all right, how, wh- what disappointment did I feel at this age? And what did I want someone to do right. for me? And, you know, that, that was the way I figured it out. And that model holds true to this day in terms of my own orientation to life, because I do want to be true to myself. Now, of course, there's exceptions to that. If you're a serial killer, please don't be true to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Right? However, if you're just a, a, a general average person who just wants to get through life, then I see a lot of value in getting very, very clear on what's true for you and then exercising that no matter what the challenges are. And again, as long as you're not harming anybody else to satisfy your needs, then it's all yeah. good. You know, it's it, I, like I, my whole life. I've never understood anyone that cares what anybody else is doing in terms never. of like, why are you asking me what I'm ordering at the restaurant? You're not eating it. I am. You know right. what I mean? Why? Who? Why do you care? Who? Who turns me on yeah. sexually? You know, it, it. In my case, it happens to be women. But if it was men, what difference, what difference would that make to though. you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, and 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 I remember uh, literally the moment that someone explained what a homosexual was. It was when I was nine years old. I was in the schoolyard during recess, and uh, we had moved to Long Island at this point. So this was fourth grade, and on Long Island, for whatever reason, when they wanted to call you gay, they called you a mo, as in homo, right? So someone said, you know, to me, you're a mo, and I was like, what is that? And they said, you know, homo, and I was like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm still homeless. Like, what is that, right? (laughs) And they said, you know, homosexual, like, you know, like when a, you know how you like girls? And I'm like, yeah. And he said, some boys like boys that way. And I was like, oh, okay. And that was it. That was my whole reaction. And it's never changed. You know, I'm 58 now. And that reaction is still how I feel about the subject. Like, I don't care who you want to stimulate your genitals. Like
1: so many other I don't, I yeah. don't
0: care. And I don't care what depraved, horrible things you do to each other. As long as you both agree that that's what that you're going to do <laughs> and don't do it to children. Don't do it to animals. Other otherwise you like people sitting on your chest. <laughs> okay. I don't get it. I, I, it is, I'm not Good interested fun. in it, but it means nothing <laughs> to me. Yeah. You know? So I, I see that there's a lot of like, focus on unimportant oh, things too much, you know like in in america you know people people talk about the craziest things people get outraged about the craziest things and i think that's part of what feeds the dysfunction yeah. you know like in i'm a coach and, and you're a coach so when you're talking to people in, in the time that you've been coaching what have you heard as consistent themes that are challenges for
1: people? Um, worrying about other people's opinions—that um, is the <laughs> right. probably the biggest one. Um, we could literally be working on a strategy plan, a growth plan, and for some reason, you have thrown somebody else's opinion and options into the equation. And I'll just stop, and I'll be like, and now it's to the point like my regulars now when they do it, they. They catch my face and they like, wait, no, let, let's go back. You know, let's rewind, you know, because we're not talking about them. We are talking about you. And a lot of people are stuck because of that reason, because they want to be liked by society or, you know, for their peers, you know, that really shouldn't even be their peers. But, you know, that might be a whole nother topic. But, mm. um you know, right. they want to be liked by people that really don't care or have any stake in their life and a lot of people have allowed that to take over their lives because that's what social media makes them think is what is in.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that I can see that. Um and I and I think um that for women that's even a more Absolutely. challenging thing. Um you know, men are oriented in a in a slightly different way. We're expected to be rugged mm-hmm. individualists and mavericks and all that kind of thing. Um, but at the end of the day, everyone wants to Absolutely. be liked, you know, and, and I agree with you a hundred percent, that instinct, that impulse to be liked can easily go mm-hmm. astray. You know, um, I have tried my best to boil my life down to, uh, essential things. And in that effort, as, as you've described earlier, I've become happier. Yeah because I've let go of the extraneous to whatever extent I possibly can. And one of the things I let go of is the desire to be liked by everyone. Okay? I was a very shy child. Nobody believes that now with the (laughs) way I am now, but I was an extremely shy child. Even in my family, even at family gatherings, I Mm. was shy. So I I was a painfully shy child. But now I've boiled it down to whose opinion do I really care about? Right. And the answer to that is only the people that know me the best and care about me the most. Yes. You know, like my, my best friend, we, we've been, we've been best friends for 21 years now and we are each other's conciliaries. Right. So, you know, he comes to me with his stuff. I go to him with my stuff and the only reason I care about his opinion is because I know he loves me I know he wants what's best for me and I know he'll be honest absolutely. with me absolutely yeah right like if I, I've said this for decades now if you're in my life and 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 we're supposed to be friends if you don't confront me on my bullshit you, you are, are useless
1: to heart. And I think that's where people, you know, kind of get it twisted because it's like, I'm not saying that we don't want support. You know, when I speak on it, I, I people are like, oh, well, you don't want nobody to support you. I do, but I don't just want any support. I want the genuine support. I want the real support. I want the positive reinforcement that is going to help me on those days where I might not be a hundred percent, you know, cause that's one thing as well. I embrace that all days are not hundred percent days for myself, you know, so but to have that positive reinforcement from the people that I'm aligned with instead of people that I'm just defaulting to, you know, there's a difference with that and that, you know, it helps. It helps a lot to have yeah. that. So that's dope that you do have, you know, someone like that in your corner.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm very fortunate. Um, I have a handful of people that are uh, my closest mm-hmm. friends uh my second ex-wife is one of them uh we've known each other this July is 23 mm. years um you know the the woman that introduced us I've known her like 30 years uh she's a, she's a good she's the only female friend that I have that I uh, haven't had sex wow. with so <laughs> I, I consider her my I can I call her my unicorn um and um and we're we're always going to keep yeah. it that way but um, you know, I, I I have my best friend, and and there are and there are people in my life. All of the people in my life are loving, caring people. Um, and they're positive yes. people. You know, um, you you mentioned disengaging from social media earlier, and I can't stress this enough to people. You know, what you take in through your eyes, you take into yes. your heart.
1: Yes. Oh my God. You know? Yes.
0: And and you know i years ago probably about 10 or 12 years ago um i read this study um that that said that people who consume more news like if they if they're just constantly inundating themselves with news two things became apparent from this study the first one was they don't know anything more than anybody else mm-hmm. right uh, they somehow have the impression that the more news they consume, the better <laughs> informed they are. And not. not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and and the second thing is that they're more stressed because they tend to think that the world is more dangerous than it actually mm-hmm. is. You know, the the fact of the matter is this: on any metric that you choose to to look at, now is the greatest time to be alive in the history of yeah. the world. If you look at war, violence, poverty, education, money, all that stuff, like all along, crime, whatever you want to look at, not to say that things are perfect, but historically now, right this second is the best time to be alive in world history. All right. So if you're sitting around all the time going, oh my God, the walls are coming down, you know, "Oh, oh, what's going on at the border? Nothing, nothing is going on at the border. If you think that there's an immigration problem, you might as well think there's a unicorn problem. <laughs> they are both equally as imaginary.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay. And that's I just mean, facts. And, and by the way, there, there were two uh, Republican think tanks that were trying to prove that there was an immigration problem and wound up proving that there wasn't one. Boy, that bounce back was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know but but you know i i disengaged from news a long time ago and i can tell you beyond the shadow of a doubt that my life is much better for it and it and it doesn't mean that i'm ignorant i know what's going on but i'm not involved i i see headlines and i move on i don't read the story anymore and honestly I wouldn't know what was going on if it wasn't for Facebook, because that's really the only place that I see headlines, you know, and once in a blue moon, I'll see something about something that I might be interested in it. And I'll think, I don't know, is this clickbait? If it is, Mm -hmm. I won't click it. If not, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll check it out. Um, but it's so rare that I actually read a news story. I don't care. I can't do anything right. about it. And chances are it has no direct effect on my life That's anyway. what people
1: don't get. You know, it is really um, the clickbait. You know, I, I start watching the news myself. I literally have TVs in my house that probably have not turned on in weeks. Um, I will turn on maybe to catch something on the Fire Stick or the Fire TV or something like that. But I'm either reading. Um, I'm either researching something, you know, with regards to my coaching practice or I'm just meditating. I'm just enjoying my time. You know, um, I do not, you know, I I might watch the weather on my local news station for a hot second, but as soon as it goes to the regular news, I'm I'm turning, you know, um, it's just (laughs) nothing that I'm interested in because I know that I have so many things for myself that is where my focus is, you know? Not and like you said, not saying that we're not informed, but just saying I'm not sitting up there watching it for 20 minutes. 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there. You know, you can see it in yeah. 30 seconds and know everything you need to know and keep it pushing. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mark Twain once said that if you don't read the newspaper, you are uninformed. If you read the newspaper, you are misinformed.
1: Ooh. facts facts (laughs) on top of facts
0: they tell you what they want us to hear and and you know i yeah and i and i study uh i still study psychology i've been studying i don't know since i was Mm. like 13 or something and i love to read studies and all this and and you know i know too much about propaganda and and behavior modification and all that stuff and, and not to say that I'm immune yeah. to it, but I'm not the average bear. Like, I, I can see, and it doesn't matter which side we're talking about. There, there are no sides. There's only one side, and that's mm-hmm. corporations. And they want to convince you that you're not worthy. You have to do better. And their product is the thing that's going to save you.
1: That's that part, you know, (laughs) as a coach, you know, and you know, who offers, you know, paid services and has products, you know, available for sale. I definitely understand where it's like, okay, you got to throw that little marketing. You got to throw something a little catchy. You know, the news media does is the same exact thing, you know. And once I really got clarity on that, I'm like, okay, so now I just know, you know, to make things do it how I want them done. Not how I feel it's going to make, you know, the sale, you know, like I heard you say earlier as well, you know, we're not for everybody. And I'm not trying to appeal to everybody, you know. And once I understood that part of myself, it was smooth sailing for me, you know, with that. I love being in the flow.
0: Yeah. And and as a coach, uh, you have to provide value first. You know, that's that's not how things normally work. Right. Uh, Value is usually. uh, something that's conjured up in your imagination like you know a 30 second commercial is a one-way conversation right and in that 30 seconds they can move you into uncertainty because uh, here's a typical thing uh do you have restless legs syndrome <laughs> and someone on the other end goes wait a second i think i might <laughs> And then they go. Well, this is what restless leg syndrome is, which, by the way, is not. Right, a real thing. Right.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> right.
0: There's actually a consulting company that comes up with ailments so that pharmaceutical companies can mm. can solve. Right. So, you know, they go. Well, is this your problem? Uh, we have the solution. Let me tell you why we're better than the competition, and here's where to go to buy this thing. That's in a 30 second commercial and and what they do is they hammer you with that over and over again I almost never see a commercial now because I like you I, I watch things yeah. through apps so I'm never on broadcast television and honestly one of the worst experiences that I have is when I'm somewhere in public like in a doctor's waiting room or something like that and they have the news oh, on television. Yeah. I don't know why anyone has news on when you're waiting to, to <laughs> involve yourself with them because it just puts you in a crappy Absolutely. mood.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> you would think you'd have some you type know, of listening music or some type of yeah,
0: something, something pleasant. But you know, you know, you're you're sitting there, you know, waiting to get your blood pressure checked, and by the time you get in there, it's spiking because of That's all the horrible hard. things you just listened to. <laughs> You know, oh, there's a fire over here, there's a flood over here, there's an earthquake in a country 12,000 miles away, <laughs> but, you know, we're going to tell you about it anyway for reasons we can't explain. You know, right. it's it's just this constant yeah. bombardment yeah. of horror, and, and again, people don't realize the millions and millions and millions of dollars that go into psychological research to make the communication that they're giving you effective, that part you know they
1: think that the money is yeah. going in to find cures, quote unquote. But unfortunately, it is the exact opposite. It is the exact opposite. No. Yeah. Why we are?
0: Chris Rock said, "The money's in the medicine, not in the part, cure."
1: As advanced <laughs> as we are as a nation, as a whole world, you know. However, they're not cures for these things.
0: Well, you know, first, first they break it and then they try to give you a cure for it. Like, you know, in, in America, there's all this thing about, oh, you know, the sanctity of life. I'm like, really? Have you walked in a supermarket recently? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. You, you know,
0: know, we believe in protecting children. Really? Have, have you seen what they sell children in a supermarket? Yeah. It's all things to rot their teeth, make them fat, cloud their brain, jack up their ADD. Like, are you kidding you me? Why
1: you get new diagnoses <laughs> to try to treat these illnesses that you're allowing yeah. happen in the first place, you know? So it's just like, yeah. um, you know, I, that's, you know, myself included. Like, and, and, you know, even as adults, there are so much things that they don't want us healthy. They don't want us to get healthy. You no. know, um, in, in this stage of the game, why do we have to go to social media apps to find out things that could be for the better of us? You know, um, we can't go to the news stream. They're never on there talking about, you know, anything. Yeah. You might get a two second or a 30 second little clip here and there on a news channel, but why are we spending 20 minutes talking about the bad things, but a 30 second clip talking about the good things or the healthy things, you know, in life for adults and kids. Um, So and you know, you also made a great point earlier by saying that we're lazy. You know, people are lazy and don't want to do the work. They're entitled, and they feel like that is just supposed to come to them. So when it doesn't, then now you're defaulting to the negative and the the laziness, and then you're like, "Well, nobody's telling me you're not going to look for it. It's there. You have to just put in the effort." You know, so
0: yeah, and and it's interesting how the powers that be use language that disincentivizes people from seeking uh, other ways of managing themselves. Like, for instance, uh, an example that comes to mind quickly is kombucha, right? And kombucha would be under the category of alternative medicine, right? And I'm like, well, wait a second. Kombucha has been around for 5,000 years, you're actually the alternative. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to hear that. Don't want to hear that. That's blackball status right there. You know, that's (laughs) blackball. I mean, you know, literally like civilizations have been using kombucha for the, I think it started in Russia or something like that. Like, you know, fermented products are among the healthiest things that humans can eat. You know, like if you look at countries that, Uh, are into uh, like things like kimchi or sauerkraut or um, any pickles, even, you know, uh, because your you know, your overall health starts in your gut bio, you know, and, and we know that the average person's intestinal uh, flora has been depleted dramatically over the last hundred years. And, you know, as, as that has gone on, sickness has risen. And, you know, there's a direct correlation to these things. And then you look at countries that get better outcomes yes. for health. And you go, oh, they eat a completely different way than completely than Americans oh my God, do. Completely different. You know, the standard American diet I call S-A-D, SAD, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? I like that. Uh,
1: I like that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it, again, I, I look at outcomes. I, I, I try not to get caught up in just fanciful yeah. opinions because there's two types of opinions, informed and that uninformed, are. right? And I don't care about uninformed opinions because those are generally just the product of imagination. Mm-hmm. And they're great for chatting, but if we're trying to solve problems, an uninformed opinion, uh, opinion is not going to help all. us, right? So when I when I look at other countries... And the the fact that in some countries, uh, colon cancer and stomach cancer basically don't exist. And in America, they're at the top of the list for what kills people. Yep. Then you go, oh, well, maybe the American diet isn't ideal for human health. Maybe factory farming isn't the best way. And look, I have no idea what it takes to... Feed 350 million people of a day. I got okay? you. I, 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 it's, it's a giant undertaking. I get that. However, uh, China has four times the the population that America does, and their health outcomes are much better. Okay, so again, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying China's a better mm. culture than America. They got their own weirdness going on right over now. There. Yeah. However, in specific things, it's like, and that, and that's my approach to coaching too. I, I want to see who's getting the results that, that I find mm-hmm. productive and then model those things, you know? And that's, that's, to me the simplest mm-hmm. approach but you you in order to do that you have to be humble that part. you know uh, and and really like the the first step is when someone comes to me and says i need help cuz that that means that, that life has kicked them yes. in the ass hard enough to that they're, they're finally getting yes. humble and trying to do something yep. about it you know
1: and that's achievement, though. that's an achievement, though, that you know that's that's a good thing. And people, you know, don't want to make it seem like it's a bad thing, you know, especially as you know, we're in mental health awareness month now, it's very important to understand that that is a good thing to reach out,
0: yeah. and in minority communities, um, there's this weird orientation to that. Um I understand some of that. Um, the the history that black and brown people have had with uh, the American uh, medical industry has been disastrous. Yeah. And, you know, um, th- there's, there's a lot of history that, that has gotten swept under the rug and just is never discussed in- anywhere. Um, but it's there. Like, the fact that, you know, you, you could easily, like in the 50s and 60s, you could easily institutionalize a black man just by saying, oh, he seems angry. Yeah. You know, so the angry black man thing is is uh, is a thing that was used to literally just remove people from society. Yeah. You know, so there's a mistrust that built over time. So I get that. I, I, I get all of the historical things that that weigh on minority communities. However. You can't keep looking in Thank the you. rearview Thank you. mirror.
1: Thank you. You cannot, you know you have to really be ready to move forward um i I tell us all the time like i hear everybody always say you don't know what i've been through you don't know my struggles you're right i may not know them but what i do know is that you are allowing them to dictate your life you are allowing them to completely take over and run your life and then in the same breath that you're talking about, I don't know what you've been through. You say, but I can't move forward. I don't understand why I'm stuck here. Let me tell you why you're stuck here because you keep speaking (laughs) your past into the existence of now. The now is going to embrace you for the future. And if you keep speaking on the ills of the past, then that's exactly where you're going to stay in the past. We've got to be ready to come move forward with resolutions and sacrifices because it's going to take, a lot of sacrifices individually and as a whole for us to really be able to start cracking those thick cement blocks (laughs) that can be some of our minds, you know?
0: Right. Absolutely. You know, there's a, a little device that I use to try to get people to see how useless it is to hold on to past belief systems, right? Um, the, the fact of the matter is this, we know that human beings go through a phase called the formative years, right? And it's considered basically up to age seven. That's your formative years. And people hear that word, but they don't think about what it means. During that time, you are literally forming your understanding of life, right? And that's all well and good. However, Some of the conclusions that a seven-year-old reaches might not be the most productive for someone in their (laughs) fifties. You know, like the, the people come to me like this seems to rear its head mostly in relationships. You know, people have a lot of childhood stuff that they've held on to. And I, and I get it again, you know, while you're growing up, you go, if you're a man, you go through the Oedipal phase. If you're a woman, you go through the Electra phase. And that's where you fall in love with a parent, right? For men, they usually fall in love with their mother. For women, they usually fall in love with their father. And that becomes the model of how they move forward through life and the mates that they choose and all that stuff. All well and good. However, maybe when you were that age, you were thinking things that aren't relevant to how old you are now, you know, And, and sometimes people come to me and I can literally hear the child talking when they're, when they're expressing what's going on and what they believe and what they're experiencing. And so I'll ask them, I'll say, let me ask you a question. Would you ask a 10-year-old for relationship advice? And they're like, no, of course not. And I'm like, right, but the stuff that you're talking about is the stuff you figured out when you were 10 years old. So you are consulting a 10-year-old for relationship mm-hmm. advice.
1: That's right. And they don't look at it that because you, you're you applying the logic to the right. situation. And a lot of people don't yep. do that. They they are so wrapped up in the emotional decision-making that when you bring the logic, it's foreign to them. They're like, what do you mean? You, know, you I hear yeah. that a lot. I'm sure you do too. Like, well, what do you mean? Because they're trying to process it logically, but sometimes some of us don't even have the tools to process things logically because we've been so used to using our emotions to do it. Um, so it's, it's, it's a whole, a whole new mechanism for you to learn, you know? So.
0: (laughs) Yeah. and And I think people don't, don't honor, um, either their intellect or their emotions enough. Like, you know, there's this weird saying, you know, think with your heart, not with your No, think with your head, not with your heart. Right. Like when if someone is like trying to decide what to do in a relationship, they, they get that kind of advice. And I'm like, no, you have it backwards. You know, like, here's the thing. I, I'm, I'm a strong believer in evolution, but it doesn't matter if anyone believes that God made them, because either way, the, the point is the same. Right. So if it's evolution that designed you or if, it, if it's a deity that des- that designed you, here's the design. You have this intellect. We have, we have these big brains that have been capable of doing more than any other creature on earth, both bad and good. Okay. But we also have roughly 1100 different emotions. So whatever designed us, designed us this way with, with an intellect to solve problems and with emotions to guide us. Right. So you have to figure out, and they're, and they're not at odds with each other. It's not intellect Why? versus emotion. It's, it's one informing the other. You know, like, I'll have a, a gut reaction to something. And even that saying, gut reaction, your, your guts actually have their own nervous system. Right? And, and your brain has its own nervous system and your heart yeah. has its own nervous system also. Right? And so this is just the design. And again, it doesn't matter how you think the design happened. This is the design. So why not use the design to get your way through life? Like I'll have a gut reaction to something. And then, so that's the emotional part. I'll feel a feeling. And then I'll think to myself, okay, what am I feeling and why? And then after I figure that out, okay, what do I do next? Right. That's the process. And, and, It's not an easy process to discipline yourself to do, but it is a simple process. You know, like there's a question that I learned, God, back in 1988 when uh, I started, uh, because I started self-development in 1987 and in 88, I got into a support group of a bunch of people that were, it wasn't like, you know, uh, like a Mm -hmm. therapeutic thing. It was just individuals that got together to support each other in, in personal development. And the question that they taught me was whenever I had a thought, right, like, um, oh, I'm such a fucking idiot, right? That's a thought. The question is, what else is possible, right? Not, is there something else possible? Because that's right. a yes or no question. And the fact is, is that there's always another way to always. look at something, right? So... It, and it becomes a great pattern interrupt also. So if I have, cause you know, our thoughts are generally what lead our emotions, right? Like if someone's depressed, I usually ask them, what were you thinking about for the mm-hmm. last five minutes? That'll tell you what you're depressed about. Right. And so if I have one of those things, Oh, I'm so f- stupid or whatever, I'll stop and say, what else is possible? And usually the answer is simple as, Oh, you know, I'm human. I make yep. mistakes.
1: That's love. I like or that.
0: It's no big deal. Like, like what happened? Nothing actually happened. You just had a weird yeah. thought, <laughs> yeah. You know, and thoughts aren't things. You know, no matter how much people want to convince you, I've I've, I've thought about killing people. They're still walking yeah. around.
1: <laughs> I tell my clients all the time, like, eighty-five percent of the things that you think about never happen." You know, and I'm like, "Ah, those." Oh eyes. yeah.
0: In in my case, it's probably ninety-nine point nine percent.
1: At this point, me too. But you know, it's like. You know, to adapt yourself to that mindset, it's it's okay, you know, um, and even if it does, okay, what now, you know what I'm saying? What now, what are my empowering solutions to handle this? You know what I'm saying? Like there's always going to be a solution. And, you know, I I tell people, you know, you know, when you're dealing with grief and, you know, things like that, obviously there are different methods to different things, you know. But when it comes to just overall being for you and only you, making you the priority, there are steps that you can take to make that happen for yourself. And, you know, applying, you know, embracing, embrace your emotions. Don't let them embrace you. You know, I tell people all the time, don't let yourself right. get overwhelmed with them. Don't let yourself, you know, just be so riddled in it that you cannot get out of it, you know, because um, I, I process things a lot. I'm an overthinker. I'm a Gemini, so I overthink probably everything, you know, um, and I, I, I used to do that in a negative light. But now, you know, as you said, what now? You know, I have now applied the positive logic to things to be able to. Do it on a positive note and be accomplished and be successful, you know, in my follow through, you know, so and I, you know, I had to recondition, you know, how I thought about things. And and that's something that a lot of us have to do. A lot of us.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And uh, for me, the key takeaway to everything you just said is making yourself the priority.
1: Period. Woo! Period. Period. Yeah.
0: You know, this is something that, that, that people have given me some pushback on in the past, because they want to categorize that as being selfish. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm not a selfish person. I know who I am. Okay. I know what I am, and I know what I'm not. But here's what I do. I believe that if I don't make myself happy first, I cannot possibly contribute to anyone else's happiness.
1: My exact words How do you want me to give to you Or do you just want me to just Give you whatever Give you the negative energy Give you the off vibes Give you that just for sake of giving something to you Why would I want to do that to you You know um, I am priority And I have heard the word selfish And you know what I've said If that's what you feel Then I guess that's what it is for you You know, because I'm not explaining setting my boundaries for myself. You know, I'm not explaining to you why I put my phone on do not disturb and I don't want to be bothered. I'm not explaining to you why I'm taking a mental health day for myself to make sure that I'm together. I'm not explaining that to anybody. And I think a lot of us do that and we're like, oh, you didn't answer your phone. You did, And I didn't. You know now it's to hmm. the point since i began my journey now my family and friends they know if i don't answer um they know i'm gonna get back to them you know right. um they know the time limit if you know things aren't if you haven't heard from me but they know i'm on social media because i'll make a whole post when it comes to my business and i still will not answer the phone i ha- <laughs> i set some boundaries you know right, for myself right. and we sometimes try to make people feel bad because we're setting boundaries and we're in a new age, as you said, you know, we're in the new age where we are following us and living for us. And I'm going to give you a hundred percent because I'm living for me. So you're going to receive that energy to you. You know, I'm pouring that into you. That's the energy that you want. You don't want that, that toxic, yeah. frustrated energy that I, you know, I used to give. You don't want that. It's not helping you. Right. You know, so right. I totally agree with that. Yeah, a
0: hundred percent, a hundred percent. Um, yeah, and it's funny because the airlines have been teaching us this for the longest time. They Every time they give the safety lecture, they say, make sure you put the air yes. mask over your face first before you try to help someone yes. else. It's
1: <laughs> crazy that you have to I say mean, that common sense. But you yeah. know,
0: whether it's Confucius or the airlines, we're all saying the same thing. <laughs> right? You know, you got to help yourself first. Absolutely. And anyone that knows me never thinks of me as selfish. Mm -hmm. The only time people even use the word is when I'm just telling them my philosophy on self-prioritization. Because I'm not a selfish person. I'm Mm -hmm. actually a very generous person. I love people. I I love to help people. And, you know, but like you, if I decide... That I have to disconnect. And I, honestly, I don't really do that very often mm-hmm. anymore. But there was a time where, you know, and this is like pre-cell phones and all that stuff. Like, people couldn't get me for days. Right. You know, because I just was like, all right, I'm woodshedding. I'm mm-hmm. I'm sitting here, like you mentioned, I'm meditating. I'm, I'm just doing me, doing trying to me. figure out what's going on. And I'll, and you know, I also conditioned my friends to realize, okay, he'll, he'll be back eventually. Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> you know, if, if too long goes by, then do a wellness check. But right, that, right, you know, <laughs> yeah.
1: You, you, know you know my thing, but, you know the moves yeah. now, so you know, you know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fall yeah, back when yeah, you need absolutely. to fall back, it's all love.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's funny, once in a while, people are like, well, what happens if there's an emergency? I'm like, down 911, man, I, I've... <laughs>
1: That part. Why am I the emergency? I mean, I'm okay with the emergency contact, but okay. Let's make sure we're prioritizing the word emergency. Okay. Let's make sure we do that, you know? So yeah, but it's just really important, you know, that we continue to be mindful of ourselves and continue to make sure that we are okay. You know, um, you can't be there for everybody. You can't do for everybody. Don't set yourself up for that road that's going to lead you to nowhere, nothing but negative frustration and havoc. Um it's just super important that we understand that, you know about ourselves and and it's okay cuz if we all start to fall in line with that, the world will be such a more peaceful place.
0: Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. And and you know there's there's a, a a thing that I have employed for a long time. It's uh it's this phrase that comes from a short story, right? Herman Melville wrote Moby Dick, but he also wrote this short story called Bartleby the Scrivener. Okay. And Bartleby was, uh, he, he had some mental issues. However, he was a very gentle person. And when he didn't want to do something, he would not say no. He would say, I prefer not to. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's a phrase that I encourage people to learn and use constantly. (laughs) You know, like this thing, again, I hear this and I hear this from men a lot. And I I disagree with it wholeheartedly. This idea that sometimes you have to do things you don't want to do. Yeah. No, I don't.
1: No, I don't. (laughs) I don't. You know, I I don't have to. There's
0: basically, there's there's a real short list of things that I do that I don't want to do. I I work and I don't want to work. I pay taxes. I don't want to pay taxes. I think that's the whole list. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, if someone asks me to do something and I don't want to do it, I'm going to say I prefer not to. I'm
1: going to. to say I prefer not to.
0: And, and you know what, anyone that has a problem with that, you really have to examine why you have a problem.
1: That, that part, or examine why <laughs> they're in your life in the first place. Cause that's one yeah, thing and, that and I I'm to do. Yeah, and I'm at the point
0: where I don't have people in my life that, that are like that. Like, yeah. you know, I, and again, I'm, I'm really into saying yes to life. Every good thing that's ever happened to me was because I said yes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those things happen when I thought to say no, but I said yes anyway. Right. Right. So I'm big on saying yes to life. As a matter of fact, the the whole lesson of the film Forrest Gump is what amazing things can happen to you when, if you just say yes, Mm -hmm. because even though people don't think about that, when they watch that film, they think about life as a box of chocolates and all that stuff. But if you think about every amazing thing that Forrest experienced, he experienced it because when someone asked him to do something, he just said, okay, Mm -hmm. without thinking about it. Right. So I'm a big believer in that. Um, and you know, I mentioned my second ex wife earlier. The reason I met her to begin with was that my, my best female friend said, I have someone I want you to meet. We met on a blind date. Um, and I thought to say no Mm -hmm. when she brought it up, but I remembered, Cause Forrest Gump had just happened five years previous okay. and I remembered Forrest Gump. So I said, okay, I'll do it. Right. And now she's my second ex wife, yeah. but she's one of my best, best friends. Friend, yeah. Okay. Hi, Janine. How you doing? <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> but, but so, but all that notwithstanding, learn to say, I prefer not yeah. to, if it's something you don't want to do. Yeah. It is. Because if you, if you say yes, don't blame anyone else if you're unhappy with the outcome of that decision. That part. You
1: cannot take because accountability. Because no
0: one made you do it. That
1: part. <laughs> talk about it, Chuck. We talk about it. Like, that's the whole thing. Be okay if you did it. And don't try to deflect the accountability on anyone else but you. You know, and it's okay to take a second before you answer. I think a lot of times we want to just jump into the answer and hurry up and give a response, but it's okay to say, hmm, let me think about that for a second. Um, you know, it's okay yeah. whether it's a five second think or it's a 30 minute think, it's okay to take that time to right. think about it. You know, um, don't feel pressured yeah, yeah. to have to answer it as something right then and there. You know, I really don't care what it is. It could be. BA. you could get a million dollars right now if you just do this and just because you put a million dollars out there that doesn't mean i'm just gonna hurry up and say oh yes 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 no i'm going right. to take whatever time i need to take and if that opportunity passes me by because of that then i'm okay with that I, you know I've, I've become okay with you know being okay with if something wasn't for me at that time because one well, thing i know i will align myself for things to for me to come back around if they are for me so
0: yeah, and you know, sometimes it's just one big breath that you got to take. Someone asks you a question. If you have any conflict whatsoever, any hesitation, anything, just take one big breath, let it out, and and follow what your gut is telling you. The more I align myself with my gut reaction, the happier Period. I am, without exception. Period. Without a, like. <laughs> I just ended a relationship recently and it was a difficult decision Mm -hmm. for me because it was something I was very hopeful about, but I listened to my gut and I said, yeah, you know what, despite whatever fantasy I had about what this could be, it turns out that it's not what what I thought and it has nothing to do with something being wrong with her. She's a wonderful person. It just, I realized it wasn't right for me. And, and in the past, that was a difficult decision for me. Now, even though I didn't like having to make that decision, it wasn't hard because I trust my gut. So, uh, I trusted my gut and reached out to you, and it worked out it beautifully. Did. Thank you so much for it's joining me. it a pleasure.
1: I, I love um, you.
0: I really appreciate the, your perspective. Uh, please tell everyone how they can uh, find you.
1: I am pretty much on all social media platforms under Coach, K-A-Y-W-D-S. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Um, I'm also available on LinkedIn under Keisha Woods, which is K-I-S-H-A. Was, um, I have my Empowering Real Talk podcast, which I actually am. Um, season, new season will be coming up in June, but I also have my um, Empowering Real Talk live streams that you can find on my LinkedIn and Facebooks every Monday and Thursday, where we're just real having um, real life conversations to you know help us grow and help us be better individuals and as a whole society. So um, you can definitely catch me over there. I love to follow back. Um, I just love interacting and just love, you know, being inspirational for others. So it's been such a pleasure to be here. I'm, I definitely am grateful.
0: All right. Excellent. And everybody, thanks for uh, watching and listening. Bye, guys. Peace, love, and granola. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.